real mess. But uh, what's happening, I think, is all I wanted was, and this is what I was tweeting when you came in, was all I ask is that you ask. And I think Republican voters for the first time are like, huh. Like they're asking the question. They're still siding with Trump, but they're like, I don't know. I'm going to pay attention to this guy. And I, heard, that's all I've ever asked. I've heard, I heard some really great conversation yesterday because I, I went out and got myself some breakfast, you know, at a, just a little bar. It has mm-hmm. great, it has good chicken fried steak. I like it. Mm. So, like, you know, they're older, you know, I would say probably 60s. Bunch of, bunch of white dudes probably work construction or you know at least in manual labor and they get on the subject of you know all of this shit and, and they get one of them asked well did you vote for trump and he goes i've been a republican voter my entire life and i couldn't vote for trump in the last election didn't vote for biden either it's time now for something positive we might be headed to the promised land the of promised speaking land, the truth the and finding our external liberty once we internally liberate ourselves. Problem can only be solved when there is a kind of coalition of conscience. Of conscience. Because conscience. that is how it works. This is the beginning. It is not the finale. And that's why we're here. And that's why we rally, 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 rally. We've got to be that creative minority. Creative minority. Creative minority. A way to get in the way. I got in trouble. It was good trouble. It was necessary trouble. Frankly, I know we've got to do something. Do something. Hello. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Public Access America. You know my name is Jason. You know his name is Jeffrey. We get together once a week to talk about a week, and this is a week to talk about, and I'm so glad to have you here. You know what I was thinking? Here's where we... We ben- we benefit where other outlets don't. We get to wait till the end of the week <laughs> until all the information comes in, and mm-hmm. then we get to talk about it as opposed to going, oh, there's a nugget. Let's extrapolate everything we can out of that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So thanks for being here, Jeffrey. Normally what we do is we do the hi, how are yous in the first hour, but then that takes up all of the current event time, and I want to get to the current events because they're so exciting. <laughs> yeah, it's been so, a hell of a week. <laughs> it has, and we can we are we all, are we agreed that we should just start with uh, Melania's husband, former president, Saudi ambassador, and current Snowden wannabe Donald Trump, <laughs> and the search raid invasion. <laughs> <laughs> of the white of the florida white house you know l- l- i mean uh, let's be real honest um this is a shocker and yeah. l- we're not going to pretend that it's not you know <clears throat> so i worked on the criminal and civil side a lot of times in federal court yeah yeah um so i mean like getting a search warrant from the feds like i, I here's the thing is i don't want to make it sound like it's easy because it certainly can be easy to get a a, a search warrant mm-hmm. but getting a federal judge to sign off on it is the part that's not easy right and and that's that's what people need to understand here like you know this so like let's start with the let's start with the obvious was the judge biased okay so uh in his previous uh in like i want to say 2008 2012 the dude or maybe just 2008 the dude donated to barack obama's campaign but his last political donation because you know remember this is something that actually gets kept you know there are records of this who do you think he donated to donald trump ron DeSantis. no joe biden no nobody you were in the the right party you were in the right party in the beginning said cruz i can't think think of think of another think of another florida man except he's not as crazy as florida man Matt Gates, 20, Rick, 2016. Rick, Rick Scott, uh, Jeb Bush. Jeb Bush. There you go. So, I mean, the dude, the dude donated towards a, an establishment Republican. You know, well, those those were actually the progressive <clears throat> re- Republicans at the time. Exactly. So, you know, this, you think about it. He, this is a guy who, you know, he vote. You know, I wouldn't say he voted for Obama because we don't know, but he donated to Obama, and when that didn't work. He decided, you know what? I think I'd rather go Republican, and he donated to, a, you know, a Republican candidate. Now that candidate didn't work out. So, 
let's toss let's toss aside you know the you know he hates the gop it's clearly he doesn't he donated money to them but he's not a california judge he's a florida judge he's a florida judge so let's let's continue on that realm so you know you could say that he's a never trumper and and without knowing anything about the guy that's always entirely possible you know and i would say that the dude you know you know by by sticking with an establishment republican candidate you know it was a it was a smart move on his part because it does show you know it does show that he disagreed with the way things went during the obama era and decided that you know life needed a more conservative twist on it he could just be impartial a technocrat he could be somebody that's just donating because that's the thing to do at the time and he doesn't really have a political leaning one way or another which is 95 percent of most judges exactly and that's and that's what you want from a judge is somebody uh-huh. who doesn't have a political leaning and so by this by that stance i would argue that he's very you know i would call him a centrist candidate you know a centrist judge if anything he's middle of the road which is you know, you know really where you want to judge in a right-leaning state so if all factors added up he might be slightly right of center maybe exactly and and you know what i've dealt with plenty of judges like that and that's perfectly mm-hmm. fine you know it's because there are times when you know like as we've talked about you want the constitution to be interpreted a little bit liberally there are times you want it to be interpreted a bit conservatively and you know being truly neutral is always impossible you know really just impossible because of course you know no matter how you interpret things you're always going to include your own bias into it if we wanted if we wanted impartiality <clears throat> in in the court system we would just use a supercomputer but we don't because mm-hmm. we need that human aspect we need somebody to look beyond the facts you know sometimes right, right. so that moves us into you know the next the next piece of this what does it take to get a judge to sign off on now let's remember the type of warrant it was it wasn't just a general search warrant this was a probable cause warrant right meaning that they had reason to believe that a crime was being committed okay what does that mean well from your everyday criminal side of things that means that you've observed something that means that you've spoken with somebody who has observed something and they've brought in you some type of evidence or proof mm-hmm. because you can't just you can't just take somebody's word for it that's hearsay you know you, literally then all the benchmark would be is you know i would go to a, the fbi and say you know i have reason to believe jason is downloading creepy hentai on his computer and right. not that that's illegal you can clear. use an you can use an informant but it has to be current information it can't be old information it has to be current information and there has to be some type of proof attached to it which is right, why you right, right. commonly have the war a wire war a body cam mm-hmm. you know there has to be some level of proof that is irrefutable to the word right so so that means that somebody had information potentially that there were all of these boxes and there was some level of proof that was handed over to say look here's how i know this is true right now let's flash back i forget how many months couple months three months april i think it was this is where this gets fun so nara the national archives yeah i love them by the way you know it's weird that you know out of everybody who's tried it's fucking librarians that have managed to stick trump pays right. to read i guess and our, fir- <laughs> our, fir- our first five seasons are mainly content from the national archives on the internet archive so yep. so yeah. with this basically what you have going on is is that all records that are produced all notes everything that is produced by a president is to be kept by the national archives why well it's the little thing that jason you and i absolutely love transparency wow and guess what guess where all of those archives are stored i don't know that now uh you do know that but you probably don't realize it you ever thought why is it that every time that there's a president they build a library named after the president ah is that where they're stored yeah so the national archives then keep all of the records of that president and they keep them stored in a library that is handled by the federal government well that answers the republican thing that well they're hiding obama's records too or the national archive is 
hiding specifically Obama's stuff. It isn't. It's in his library, right? Yes, in Chicago. Right, not in a basement in Mar-a-Lago, but like actually in a library. In a, in a federally controlled library because oh. it's pursuant to, you know, federal federal statute. And it's so, also it's also because Jeffrey, every time you pay a dollar to the government, it's it's placing ownership in the government. So when they ask you for taxes, what they're saying is we're going to this is your property. Every yeah. document produced, you own because you paid your taxes. So you yep. own that. That's not Donald Trump's personal property. Correct. You paid for the paper. You paid for the ink. You paid for his time per hour. So you deserve to keep this stuff. Exactly. And and yeah, as somebody who's a firm believer in transparency, you know, I wish there was more transparency than there currently is. But, mm -hmm. you know. I'm glad there's more than there was. Exactly. So, so when the whole Obama thing, you know, that he decided to spout off about Nara responded back to, it wasn't moved in secret. It's in his library in Correct. Chicago, in the Correct. national archives library. It is. So the thing, so there's, you know, number one, more bullshit. That's not true. It's like, it's available, you know, right. except for the stuff that is obviously like classified top secret requires a major security clearance things that mm -hmm. but those things eventually do get declassified and released i think the term is like 60 years or something like that yeah I, uh, classifications change all the time hillary clinton had a server at home and there was an email on it there was one email on it out of all the emails they found and it was marked confidential people to told everybody that was classified because after they found it on her server they said well now there's a big stink about this we better up the classification and they made it classified and then everybody was like she was hiding classified stuff she was in the wrong for using yeah. a personal server that she was and she broke devices she bleached her server she mm -hmm. did not show transparency and that was wrong yep. as wrong <laughs> as what's possibly going on right now exactly and and that's you know and and that's the the first thing that the first thing that somebody said to me is i was like well what about hillary's and i'm like well fuck that too that was wrong too like yeah. i'm not here to play what about that, that was also that, wrong, but we're focused on this right now. That ar that argument would hold up if Donald Trump had said, "Look, what Hillary did was a mistake, but we got to let her be. We got to move on." Well, then that's not even, he, that's not even it, Jason. It's that the Republicans, when they held both the House and the Senate and the presidency, right, re you know dug into this, and then they decided not to do anything about it. So they had that right. ball in their court. They you, investigated it, and they right. chose not to do anything about it. So but they already also, had that choice, and they said nothing. They said that's nope. right. So but they could have. We can't even. What about that anymore? But they could. Well, their defense is what about Hillary? The truth is, is you can't. They made say, it. There's no what about. They made the decision. They had that right. call. They there but, is no what about anymore. But now they're asking for leniency for Trump, right? They're like, just put it past you. Just move on from that. But you didn't move on from Hillary, so we're just. They never moved just, on from Hillary after they decided to move on from Hillary. That's right. So why would Democrats move on from Trump? If the if the president if the precedent was already set to investigate this type of stuff, why wouldn't they do it for Trump? At least too? Hillary nuked her fucking servers as much as she right. could. Well, or somebody did. Whatever. But Trump Trump could say move on if he had said move on from Hillary. If the Republicans had said don't give a fuck about Hillary, they could now say don't give a fuck about Trump because we said don't give a fuck about Hillary. But they said investigate her, lock her up. So now the Democrats are like, all right, turnabout's fair play. Play, you know. Well, and especially because, you know, in the wake of what happened with Hillary, <clears throat> there was a bunch of laws that were signed about handling of government information and documentation. Right. And guess who signed those into law? Who? Well, the person that is currently being investigated and had a bunch of boxes. <laughs> like, the dude literally signed the law. He, he literally made the fucking noose that he's hanging himself with. Yeah, and it's hilarious. I love but, it. That's the wild part of this. Like right. the dude literally signed the law that said, don't ever do this again. You know, he made it tougher to do this. Now I agree in full that it should be tougher to do this. It However, you know, when you go and do it yourself afterwards and you're like, 
dude, you literally created the fucking law. This is typical Republicans. It's like they created all of these mail-in voting laws because they uh-huh. wanted to be able to get older, you know, older citizens to vote because older citizens typically vote Republican. Right. And then they got pissed when they lost because they cr- lost you with the mechanism that they created, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. Arizona, all these other fucking places. They lost using the mechanisms that they created. Right. Now, Wisconsin is a whole different story because they never really clarified whether or not mail in, you know, uh, was it mail in or drop boxes or something? I forget what it was, were allowed. And so now, you know, and that's, you know, that's a whole nother conversation. But yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a whole, that's a slippery slope. So, okay. Well, it's, it's one of those things like you can't be pissed when somebody doesn't break a law that doesn't exist. But is actually now, if you look at it under the lens of current, mm-hmm. is now breaking the law. And right. that was the problem. Under the lens of the laws that existed in 2016, Hillary wasn't necessarily breaking the law. I would, oh. I would make the argument she was because those documents were technically within her possession. They were not safe. They were not encrypted. They were not right. a number of things they weren't. Right. I would, I conservatively would make the argument she was in violation of the law as it stood at the time. That unfortunately was not how that played out. But when it was clarified in later years and signed into law, it is very clear that what has been done is illegal. And I don't know how to tell you. It's like you can't be pissed that he's being taken to court under laws he created like under laws he right. signed i should say under laws that right he signed. like that like honestly like if if i created a law and then i ended up breaking it and somebody brings me what's well, like well the law is working as it's intended mm-hmm. I, I what i think is republicans looking at it from their point of view is how would we do this how would we investigate a former president and i think they see how they would do it and they're like that's how the democrats are doing it and they're like oh i can now i can see the criminality in it it isn't it's just step one two three and four it seems like mm-hmm. for merrick garland like this is the next step what am i supposed to do we asked right they asked in january february march april june <laughs> they asked for this and there's a piece of paper that says we have no more documents and then they get a tip that there's more documents so they go in and look for them yep. at any time at any time somebody could have opened the safe for the fbi at any time they could have walked them around there wasn't fbi jackets there wasn't a swat team it was just some guys in in two-piece suits walking around looking for information that could be catastrophic you know and i don't know what that information is there's a lot of speculation in there and i'm gonna say that i don't know what it is but they really haven't they really haven't said what it is and and there's probably a really good reason as to why and what i i would say what i have seen that has been credible has been that there's a bunch of stuff that is you know designations uh, right designated as as uh you know, confidential, yeah, uh, specialized, compartmentalized, and top, individual, and top right. secret. So, so that I mean, I think you know, but but that's even we, that's even hard to say. Like, the spe- uh, I'm correct as somebody who have worked in federal courts um, mm-hmm. to see what exactly is on all of those documents. Literally, you would be either having to get that information from Trump's lawyer, right, or you would have to be getting that information from. Merrick Garland at this point, and neither of them have released what exactly was taken, mm-hmm. and neither of them, I mean, wisely should, right. um, simply because you know there's a lot you know we don't know what's in there, and you know if there really were nuclear secrets, I really don't want the general public to have access to that information right. because if we have access to it, anybody else has access to it, and that's but a problem. These classifications change from like classified confidential open top secret those change but the special compartmentalized stuff is compartmentalized for a reason because it needs more than just one person's executive decision to declassify or reclassify it nuclear information has to be declassified by the by the department of energy Mm -hmm. the, the president can't just do that right right and like these these intercepts they're calling them like uh phone taps and stuff around the world and all that stuff um that can't be just declassified by one man that's Mm -hmm. national intelligence and has to go through a cycle you know what i mean 
So the people are saying, well, you know, everybody knows this information in Washington. No, they don't. They have really... access to it. They can read it if they need it. But that doesn't mean that I or my mm -hmm. Chinese counterpart in Beijing, Panda Ping, needs to see it. Well, and here's where, and and here's where people need to understand is is that there's a difference between we have a pretty good idea of what's being done versus we know exactly what's being sent. Right. There's a there's a huge difference. Of course, we know that phones are being tapped. I mean, you'd mm -hmm. have to be living under a fucking rock to think that that's not happening. It's right. the content of what is in there that we, you know, the general public don't know. And right. that can and be means any, and methods. Exactly. You know, well, I mean, we have a better idea on means and methods, you know, but that was 10 mm -hmm. years ago and things. Changed. Well, we had, we had somebody in the Russian government and then um, Trump let it slip that we had somebody there and we lost that. Yep. And that really sucks. And that's why means and methods are important. Because if we know where Vladimir Putin's going to go, we won't step on his toes getting to where we need to be. But once we don't know what's going on, war breaks out, you know, because we just don't know what's going on. Right. But but this classified information, whatever it was, goes above and beyond. It isn't even in paper form most of the time. You know what I mean? Right. So to have it in paper form is just really weird to me in and, in and of itself. There's something more comforting about having something in paper form in, in a way, simply uh -huh. because it's, you know, if you have a document in paper form, at least in current standards, if you want, you know, if you want somebody to get a copy of it, yeah, it's not great. All you got to have is, you know, one of these smartphones and you can take a picture of a document. They've got great clarity now right. and you can email whatever you want around the world, uh -huh. you know. And, and you can put it into electronic format, but if you're in a place where it's harder to have a phone, because let's be real honest, if you think Donald Trump is allowing just anybody to have a phone in Mar-a-Lago and in, in yeah. his residence, you're crazy. Like and I, you can't I, go in a, a skiff with a phone. So, um, <clears throat> there's always, there's, there's always a really good chance that at least from a paper trail side of things, you know, you have yeah. a much more difficult time getting copies. Now, if it's you have just somebody a dead end. If you have somebody who's highly intelligent and can memorize what's in a document, then yeah, you know, it's certainly not great, but you know, it's not as terrible as just straight up handing it to the fucking Russians or to the Chinese. But it's dead intelligent. I mean, it's dead ended intelligence. If the, not necessarily. If, well, if the information evolves after that, you your paper doesn't. You know what I mean? Well, think about it from an analytic perspective, though. If you have a perception of where you think your enemy is and you obtain oh. a document, let's say Proving it's 10 it? years old, it not maybe it proves it or maybe it shows how wrong your assumption is. Oh. That allows you to readjust your, your intelligence models to, up, to be more up to date and put you, in, put you into a closer proximity to what your, what your assessments are. Yeah. That was one of the things like going back to the Cold War you know, um, I think it was Project Azorian was the name of it. We weren't sure what Russia's capabilities completely were when it came to their nuclear missiles at the time. And when a Russian nuclear sub sunk and the Russians couldn't find it, we ended up dredging the thing up from, I mean, an insane depth. And we didn't get the whole sub, but we were able to get enough information that showed the Soviets were actually really far behind compared to where we thought they were. Now yeah. that was, that was impressive in and of itself. And we, it allowed us to adjust our defensive posture based on, you know, the fact that they yeah. couldn't hit us the way that they, that we thought they could. We didn't need long range missile protection from short range missiles. Yeah, exactly. So, it allowed us to adjust our defensive models to be, you know, to be more accurate and understand yeah. like whether we were, you know, you know, whether we needed better short range capability, short range protection capabilities versus long range protection. Mm -hmm. You can, and, and so you can absolutely get very valuable information on stuff that, you know, I would, you know, in the age of the internet, we would think 10 years old is, you know, fucking broke, but in right. the age of government technology, there's not a whole lot different, let's say, between an A an, an M1 Abrams today versus 10 years ago. There really is. Getting, getting ten, our 10-year-old nuclear uh, 
weapons information is probably still an upgrade for like a Saudi Arabia. Exactly. And that's what I was worried about because months ago there was a story, maybe years ago, about Jared Kushner wanting to sell our nuclear information to Saudi Arabia. I talked about that and you were like, they yep. can't do that. And this is what I thought of. When I heard the word nuclear, I stopped in my tracks and thought about this new Saudi ambassador, Donald Trump. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? And that's what worried me. Aside from everything else, giving the Saudis nuclear capabilities like that. And that's, scared me. Well, and that's the, <clears throat> and that's the, that's the tough part about this is, is that, you know, can we just sell our nuclear technology? No, we really can't. Can you fuck up and hand it away? Yeah, you certainly can. Right. Um, you know, but I, but, I do hope they get nuclear reactor technology for energy so that we can cut down on their drilling of oil, you know, like my, I'm all in favor of that. And we'll, that's something we can talk about in the second hour. There's actually yeah, that's some really neat stuff the going on there. Infrastructure Act, yeah, or whatever. So now here's the other thing. How else would you potentially prove that a crime had taken place, Jason? <clears throat> well, they have a list of all the documents, and but then they received some, get... they checked them off, and then they received some more and checked them off, but there's, they were still missing some obvious ones. Like, But you stepped on you know? the very obvious. How do you know? That a crime has taken place. I so, don't know. Well, the NARA had said, hey, you have a bunch of documents right. that, and you're in violation of federal law. Those documents need to be turned over. Boom. You're in violation of federal law. And he turned over documents. That was proof that, you know, he had violated the law. Right. Period. So right there, you have probable cause. Whether, and, you know, and a by broken handing, law. Yeah, you have a broken law and you have probable cause. That would be like a, an undercover cop going up to a weed, you know, going up to a dealer uh -huh. and, you know, saying, you know, thinking that he's probably selling heroin or fentanyl, but you're like, hey, sell me some weed. Right. And so by selling him, by selling the guy some weed, you now have probable cause that he's dealing drugs. And Any so drugs. now you can find more. Based your car, on that. your car smells like <clears throat> weed. Let me look in your trunk. Yep. And yep. so that's basically what it was: is is that by turning over the documents, he had proved that he had violated federal law. Right. And by that, you know, now it's easier to get a probable cause warrant to show, hey, we know that he has broken this law. He has turned over this documentation. Yeah. Because he wasn't supposed to have it to begin with. Right. The same way Julian Assange or uh, Snowden, right? Mm -hmm. Like the same thing. They had documents they shouldn't have. Um, yep. So reality winner, right? That was the other one. Yep. So, so. Pe people steal documents and they get in trouble for it all the time. Donald Trump yep. isn't above that law. Like it's scarier that he, somebody that has contacts around the globe, has this information available and a grievance with the country. You know what I mean? Right. And so that's one of the things that we all have to keep in mind in this situation mm -hmm. is, is that, you know, it wasn't like 2016 when we still had decent relations, uh, relationship with the Russian government right, <clears throat> and the Chinese government at the time. Now, granted, Trump's not exactly going to go to Xi Jinping and, and hand over stuff. He has no love for China. Right. But on the other but, hand, a, a government that we're currently supplying weapons against certainly would have need for that information. Right. And again, Saudi Arabia and him are good friends. And they, they don't like that Israel has this stuff and Iran has this stuff and they don't. Well, you know, I think they're less concerned about Israel at this point because they do have diplomatic relationships now. Yeah, isn't that cool? That, I think, was probably one of the, the biggest winners of the, of the Trump administration that, uh -huh. you know, really goes unsung is the fact that you had a bunch of Arab companies, uh, com companies countries establish diplomatic relationships with Israel. Yeah. But I think, too, that's there's also like a, the enemy of my enemy kind of thing because you know, Iran is supplying, you know, all of these different proxies with weapons. And so, you know, in the need to take on Iran, Saudi Arabia and, and these other countries have seen, you know, that there is a value in befriending Israel because Israel has a lot of advanced tech. Israel has a lot of people that are ready and willing to take on Iran. And yeah. they have a lot of tech that they could potentially sell to Saudi Arabia to protect them. Because let's remember that, you know, the Saudis have had pipelines hit by drones that are Iranian made. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, having stuff like, uh, you know, Iron Dome, having stuff like what Israel's working on right now with the the Laser Dome. Yeah, right. That, that stuff right there, you know, is very valuable to Saudi Arabia's current mm-hmm. profitability and existence, and especially as they look to move into Saudi Arabia 2.0. I'm or, not as or down 3.0. on... I've never been as down on Israel as every or on Iran as everybody else. Everyone thinks the seem they need to be constricted into death, and I think we should just let it go. But there are a couple of our stories coming up as well, so right. uh, I'm not gonna. I'm We're not, not gonna, gonna dig into that quite yet, right? But so Donald Trump had paperwork. He he Snowdened it. He brought them home. He had it. They said we want it back. He didn't give them back. <laughs> like. This was month a month-long process of trying to get these papers, and they were pretty nice about it in ways that they wouldn't be to you or I, right? Right. Exactly. You know, because, you know, we didn't necessarily, you know, there, there was some, how do I put this? We had a pretty good idea of what there was, but we mm-hmm. didn't have a perfect idea of what there was. Right. And that's the thing is, is that... You know, this is where that whole concept of executive privilege comes in. There's a certain amount of information that the president has access to at any given time that, you know, you may not necessarily know what is in a particular file. There could be more, there could be less. And and right. I think that's where, you know, all of these pundits are, you know, going is they're going on the more route. It's like, oh, God, there's nuclear secrets. And I'm like, well, maybe, maybe, you know. Right. That's the part I don't want to speculate on what was in the papers. That's where Democrats always get ahead of their seat, their skis. It's nuclear codes. Oh, no, it wasn't. It was just something random, you know? Yeah, it was, you know, it's hard. it's, It's hard to say. And on top of that, I really don't think that the general public is going to know what those documents were. And right. and I don't think, the, and, I, and I really think that the general public needs to understand that you're probably not going to know what it was that, but you know, was he already, there. He, he already broke a law. He already broke a law. So he broke a law that he signed. Right. So I don't have a, I don't have an issue with it. I don't like, either. Like, yeah. it's like if Joe Biden did the same thing, great. Fucking try him too. You know? Yeah. Yeah, so go to go send the FBI to Joe Biden's house. Let them go through it. You know what people forget is that everybody's being investigated all the time, and all it takes is a tip to get that started. You know, yeah, all it takes is a tip. All it takes is yeah. just enough information that's irrefutable, uh-huh. and that's that's what does it. Like I was something that's I was what Hunter's this morning. feeling right now, right? So something I was seeing this morning was is that there was surveillance video of these boxes being moved after this last letter saying we know you have more documents turn them over right they they did they did request the video footage of that so 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 realistically like if you know with that once again you know if he got that letter and then they're like moving stuff to hide it around guess what once again probable cause we know you have it you've broken a law you're you know now the real question is is whether or not this has been a violation of the espionage act now this is where shit oh right real tough republicans are like oh now democrats are defending the espionage act and Rand paul says defund the fbi and get rid of the espionage i just i just want to say that the irony post january 6th of Mm -hmm. back the blue has Uh been really fucking rich yeah 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 defund the capitol police don't fund local police and now defund the fbi if you would have told me that biden was going to be the one that was funding the cops more i would have laughed in your fucking face yeah but here we are the fact i love the fact that there's this mushroom cloud of rhetoric like defund the police and we just go you know that's funny because that isn't what happened at all and we just shove it back down what is the espionage act and why why shouldn't democrats it's a law why shouldn't democrats just not care so now the espionage act was signed into law during world war one the idea was to clamp down on the enemy's ability to get information to use that on the battlefield now the battlefield has changed significantly since the days of world war one i don't know if people i don't know who needs to hear this but i need to remind you that you know battlefield isn't just physical space on a map anymore it's economic it is uh it's it's, ransomware on our information pipelines right it's it's internet it's cyber it's 
it's it's well beyond just what exists on on the physical plane here and now it's satellite killing technology in russia it's everything exactly so the idea was is is that you know when it came to documents they needed to be handled in a certain way in order to avoid the enemy getting a handle of those documents either taking them or making copies and getting them back to whoever in order to make real-time decisions we can all agree our secrets should remain ours yeah i mean i paid for our information i don't really want you know if it was the the prussians at the time or the germans at the time or or the vietnamese at the time or the soviets or currently the russians it's a separate discussion on how much transparency we as americans have how much we get to look at that information and when it's made public for us it's another story to say i don't care if russia learns what we learn you know exactly so that's you know so does it need to be updated yeah I'm, d- the law is over 100 years old right. it probably needs a few updates to include some things i i'm gonna guess i heard, i read it and i have no issue with the wording of it if you you just can't damage america <laughs> you don't damage america by giving our secrets away basically right but here's the thing about the espionage act the espionage act opens the doorway to treason right and jason what is the penalty for treason death yep wow so I, especially people... if we're at war if we're at war now we're not at war with russia technically Mm-mm. no we're not at war thank god biden ended our last forever war so congratulations america on that you know that's something MAGA and democrats wanted so i i like that i'm okay with that yeah i'm good with ending wars i mean it was a shit show but at the same time it's like you know biden had it right you know we should have been out 10 years ago and throwing another Mm -hmm. 10 years of funding at it wasn't going to fix the problem right and telling telling the taliban six months ahead of time that we were going to leave on a very specific date was asininely stupid so yep. i mean that's why that's why it looked like a shit show is because we told everybody in the country come and take your country on this day and they did <laughs> yeah yeah they did and it wasn't even fucking close right and so. that's a later question in, in my note as well did we do the right thing in afghanistan yeah. so the fbi walked in with um backpacks did they bring information in? They planted the information that they're now claiming Trump had. Let's let's start there because I think that was the first, the first um, defense that Donald Trump raised. I, per, this is this is what I love about this whole. Well, the FBI is planning. Oh, the cops. Planning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, let's <clears throat> let's talk about this. This isn't just some drug bust in baltimore and i bring that up very specifically because there were a bunch of baltimore cops i want to say a couple years ago that mm-hmm. got uh arrested because they'd been planting drugs on people for i want to say it was like 20 years well there's a reason it's an excuse because the excuse rings true in exactly. some ways in some communities exactly i mean it's it's not like it hasn't happened it has it absolutely yeah. has warren buffett it, warren buffett isn't getting pulled over by the police and you know having some cocaine in his car <laughs> right exactly so the idea that the that the feds brought in a bunch of information is just laughable at best like i agree like this is this is the kind of shit that conspiracy theorists love you know mm-hmm. everybody wanted everybody wanted the the cops to be you know respected and they have the authority and fuck yeah cops and then the yeah, moment yeah, that yeah. you're the target of their fucking investigation fuck you the cops are you know the cops are corrupt and i'm like you know uh, ah. Or you could just like take a nice center of the road opinion on cops and be like, I don't trust them. They're not there to make, you know, they're not there to keep me safe. They're there to prove whether or not there's a case. Right. Fuck me. It don't matter what I think. It's that they have a job to do. Their job is to either clear me or charge. Take your pick. Yeah. I look at it as like a, a, a breakup right there's a couple of exes one ex says i want my sweaters and all my stuff back and the guy's like all right and gives the sweaters back and the girl says well i really want those pictures you have of me and he's like i don't have them and she's like yeah you do it's the same thing between trump and the government you have some of our stuff all right here it is can we get our secret stuff back i don't have it yeah you do i don't have it dad you know (laughs) Mm -hmm. yep so okay but then 
So Donald Trump admitted he had the stuff. So saying it was planted was kind of silly anyway, because he has every right to have it, because his next one was that he had declassified it anyway. So it doesn't matter what they found or what they planted, because it had all been declassified anyway. Well, and that's where, you know, there's, you have the running question of when was it declassified? And if the answer is, is that he declassified it after he was done being president, he didn't have the authority to do that. Right. Because he was and, not the president. And, and again, if it's special compartmental, I have a problem with that word, you know, special if it was compartmentalized. S SCI information, he alone can't just declassify it. Right. And by the way, a lot of the stuff he shouldn't declassify because he has the ability to do it doesn't mean that it's in america's best interest for him to do that correct All and right. that's and that's you know a greater issue than you know like i said i'm a person that enjoys transparency you know Me i've too. spent a lot of tax money uh i feel like i am owed some answers in every mm -hmm. regard i don't care if it's trump i don't care if it's biden i don't care if it's obama fuck i don't care if it's the next guy like right if I'm paying taxes, I'm owed answers. Well, I there understand you go. that there's, there's probably, I'm probably not going to get every answer that I want because there is, there's information out there about current ongoing threats to the country. And there's, that, a, there that, has to be a reasonable expectation that there yes. are just some things the average person is never going to know. But unfortunately, you know, one of the things that has been admitted is, is that overclassification is a real problem and that, and that, you know, there are groups out there that classify everything into you know non-existence simply because they can that uh -huh. also is a problem now and there's things that are classified that that get leaked and they become public and nobody's gotten around to under classify them yet too but donald trump wasn't building a website like julian assange to put this stuff and make it public because he believed so much in transparency. He wasn't doing that, was he? He was like, this is mine for later use. This isn't the public's. He never thought of it as, well, this is the public's. I want to show people what the government is really doing. Like he said he wanted to do. Mm -hmm. He was keeping it for himself. He had no plans on making that public. Right. And, and, and that's the thing about this kind of information is, is that, whether or not you wanted this information to be public the thing is is that there was enough information there that is harmful to mm -hmm. this is the, this is the key america or its allies that's right and so there could very well be information about our allies who currently have a major problem with russia Oh, I agree. But I mean, Snowden had stuff that was detrimental to the country and it was detrimental to the country you know? in, in some ways, but not in others. Right. Well, that's, it my was point. detrimental because it was detrimental because, you know, we found out that the, the threshold for being able to spy on American citizens was pretty much next to fucking nothing. Right. Yeah. That was what, but the point is that people like you and I, or MAGA supporters or Biden supporters, people that haven't seen the information aren't the ones that should be questioning its classification. Right, exactly. Right. And we should be happy that right or left, the Department of Justice is, is helping to keep our secrets. It, it should right. make us feel comfortable, but at the same time, you know, mm. then we, ha we, we also have to have the conversation at the same time of, you know, were some of these documents overclassified, you know, and that's, and that's also a real issue at hand too. Well, you know? yeah. And that's why I brought up the dead end paperwork because mm -hmm. a lot of times it, because of evolution of information, the paper documents are no longer useful. And so by just default, they're, they're out of date. Right. So I don't know. I don't know how to explain like email chains. Maybe he had some information about Roger Stone. That was like dead end information. Like that's not evolving. He has right. no more. He has no more. And, and, and the Roger Stone documentation that should have been public anyways, you know, right. so, so like, you know, that wouldn't fall under the Espionage Act. That would just fall under your general, you know, mishandling of, you know, or, or criminal handling of government information. Unless you're hiding a crime. By, by taking that information because somehow it shows that you had a part in, in the outcome, right? Well, the, let, let's, let's be real clear about what clemency from a, a, a presidential pardon looks like. It's yeah, that very was pretty much a, public, right? It's public. It's, 
it's very much a campaign in order to get you look at like some of the some of the pardons that kim kardashian was able to get trump to do for example thank god you know that was a really good one that there was there was a good one there yeah so it's it's you know the idea that it it that a celebrity was able to come in and say hey look you know this is Mm -hmm. a problem we need to pardon this president like i'm not necessarily concerned about the presidential pardon you know because whether or not you know it the problem is is that there really is no criminal process in pardoning someone it doesn't matter you know even gerald ford when he issued a pardon for nixon which raised a stink 50 years ago right what did you what did jerry ford say about accepting a presidential pardon do you remember i don't he just wanted to heal the country at the time by accepting a presidential pardon you're acknowledging guilt in the acts that you've done because oh, i didn't know that was him that said that yep so and so you know the point, ironic it doesn't, thing about it, that? so at that point it doesn't matter you know because roger stone by accepting a presidential pardon has acknowledged he was guilty of doing something it's right. just that now he can't be prosecuted for it gerald ford didn't even know all the information they had on nixon when he pardoned him pardoned nope. him Nobody so that's kind of funny that he didn't even read all the classified information that he had access to. So for Donald Trump to have just random intercepts is just weird on the on its face. But whatever I mean, it was, he he admitted to a crime when he said, "Yeah, I have these documents." The the uh, the the giant fucking phallus move would be for Biden to offer Trump presidential pardon. Yeah. Could you imagine? Because here's what's going to happen. One of two things. He either doesn't accept the pardon and a case goes forward and there's a chance that he's found guilty. Or he accepts a presidential pardon and then and that's an acknowledgement of guilt that you've done something wrong. The only way he'll get a pardon is if Trump promises to never run again. And I don't think Trump will ever do that. That's where that's, his money money maker is. Well, that's and that's where I, I think it would be the fucking funniest thing ever. It's so Donald Trump, Donald Trump, not yet announcing his candidacy. Does he is he still Joe Biden's political rival? Yes. Okay. Um, is is Donald Trump Merrick Garland? Is Donald Trump the reason that Merrick Garland didn't get his job on the Supreme Court? No, that was Mitch McConnell. That was that was long before Trump ever came in. Okay, so yeah. there is no political rivalry between Merrick Garland and okay. No, nope, that all, was all that the was warrant, Mitch McConnell's doing. Um, and all all the warrant information for this has been made public. The listing of what they were looking for, the listing of what they found, that's all public. But then there's the affidavit, the part to where they explain to the judge what they why they wanted to go. That's still private. Is that something that should be made public? Uh, how do I? Or is that this? usually after the indictment and trial? Then all that stuff becomes public that one might be that one can be after the indictment and trial now in this case i wouldn't necessarily say it's odd simply because i would say that the information you know depending on who the informant was Uh very much could be somebody that could be a witness at a trial right and so you know there's been plenty of speculation that it was jared kushner that turned in trump for this document there was speculation that was melania that did it because she's well, got yeah. a score to settle with trump for the you know being so fucking embarrassed by him republicans desperately want to see that information they they're that's where they're going they want to see all of the evidence and all the proof despite the fact that every time they ask for it donald trump could provide it and yes. <laughs> it's it's fucked them every time they say show us more information it's a deeper hole and they keep doing it that's one of those that's one of those things it's like trump could put this all out into the open air if he wanted to right like there's nothing that's stopping him from doing it he can you know it's this kind of information like like he could royally fuck whoever is the the inf- quote-unquote informant if there is one in this in this case Mm-hmm. like but the problem is, is is that it is either going to be really fucking embarrassing for him and or really problematic for him depending on who it is yeah so it's interesting that people seem to be okay with donald trump taking this information 
it's just on its on the base the way republicans are just i don't know like they're they're against the fbi doing their job and they're like if if I, I hate doing that what ifism, but I can't imagine another president getting caught in this situation and Republicans like being like, it's okay, you know? This you is can't dangerous imagine, stuff. You can't imagine a Democrat president being caught in this situation and Republicans I, going. Up in, uh, well, <clears throat> up, up until Donald Trump, I would not have imagined that even a Republican would be able to get away with this. You shouldn't, you shouldn't though, because look at Richard Nixon. Yeah, he got caught. I mean, even Republicans were like, it's too much. You went too far. Like he went too far. And and that was yeah. the thing. But it took a long time to get to the point of having the Senate turn on him. Right? Two two and a half years. Two and a half 73, years. and then in 75, he was out. Yep. So it took it took that long for the Republican Senate to finally go, you right. know what, you've hit our threshold. This is way too much. You went and, way too far. Yeah. But just when I thought Republicans were like, all right, we're on the off ramp, this happens. And now they're full boat Trump again. Like DeSantis was like, all right, Trump is finally out of the picture. And now everybody's like, I guess we're siding with Trump still. And it kind of fucked the Republican Party up. <laughs> well, and that's the thing is, is that depending on, you know, how this case plays out, you know, you know, if it's, uh, this is one of those ones where I don't, I, I, I don't know that this is actually happening and I have no reason to believe that it is, but one particular article I was reading saying that the Russians are already examining the documents that Trump had. And I'm going, um, yeah, proof. Uh, once again, it's like, I'm not saying it's not possible, but you can't, it, it's, it, I, it just go, you know, a lot of the times the media just goes to back to that fucking South park episode. There are, you know, we're reporting images of, uh you know pillaging looting property destruction and rape oh my god there are people raping each other no we haven't seen that we're just reporting we're just reporting yeah it's a poof of cloud <clears throat> and so it's like i don't have any i i don't necessarily believe that that's what's happening at right. this point there is no proof you can't just say it <laughs> but that's what happens unfortunately it's, right now if you want if you want to redirect a, a bunch of dogs throw some treats in the air you know, and they're all going to chase those. And that's what keeps happening. Rand Paul with his FBI thing. And, and I'll, I'll, what other, other is it when Democrats are like eliminate student loans, they're just, they're just trying for campaign dollars. They're no, they know it's never going to happen in this economy. He's never going to rock the boat that much. You're just saying it for political points. And it's the same thing. Defund the FBI is something that they know is never going to happen. Right? <laughs> like, Nobody was shouting defund the Supreme Court like I was when they mm -hmm. when Roe the decision for whatever came down, you know. Yep. So. Nope. It's it's really funny to me because I just keep saying, "Hey, when did you become Antifa?" I've always been. I I am Antifa. Well, I mean, we should be anti-fascist by default. I mean, we kind of <laughs> fought a war about it, and I mean, like I tell people, you know, well, what does fascism look like? Russia right now. Yeah. Russia is actually a fascist state. Or CPAC with um, blood and soil nationalists oh. like Victor Orban getting a standing ovation. Oh, God. And that's... see, that's how I know because Republicans are 22% of America. The people that are CPAC crazy are about 17% of that. The people that are MAGA crazy are about 8 to 10% of that. And the people that are the one percenters, three percenters are literally three percent of that. There's no way that's a majority without getting independent voters on board. You know what I right, mean? Right, exactly. No, I think it's gonna be an you know, and like like we've talked about before, you know, it's gonna be one of those things like I don't expect Donald Trump to win simply because, you know, I don't either. It's, I mean, things are not good with Biden as it stands right now. But if it were if it comes down to, you know, betting <laughs> against Trump, it's not gonna be close again. I keep asking people, what's your problem with Biden? And they can't give me one except for the fact that he talks to me like I'm a child. But here's the funny thing. So imagine Donald Trump running for president alongside Marco Rubio, mm -hmm. um, Ron DeSantis, Ted Cruz, Nikki Haley, and Liz Cheney as an independent. Instead of having the Green Party siphoning off votes from the Democrats, now suddenly you have the, the DeSantis trump split and then rubio tries to normalize that with vic with nikki but
but then people are like the independents getting 30 percent. it's so they're just fracturing themselves they can't rally around a message that america wants to hear and democrats are, are getting so getting things done in a way that makes them look like it's happening now when it doesn't happen for five years and kudos to them for that <laughs> yeah i mean they they finally have gotten some stuff done in the last couple of months eventually that, that you know well things that they said that they were going to get done mm -hmm. you know 20 years ago yeah. but it's they've gotten it done they've gotten it passed they've mm -hmm. gotten they've they've gotten some forward momentum in the last couple of months that they just have right. the, ent right. you know, the entire time we're going to lower drug prices eventually 2026 don't worry about it <laughs> right and it's oh well, it was I'm done sure. through budget reconciliation so it can be undone yeah um <laughs> yeah no that's that's a real mess but uh, what's happening know. i think is all i wanted was and this is what i was tweeting when you came in was all i ask is that you ask and i think republican voters for the first time are like huh like they're asking the question they're still siding with trump but they're like i don't know i'm gonna pay attention to this guy and I, heard, that's all i've ever asked i've heard i heard some really great conversation yesterday because I, I went out and got myself some breakfast you know at a just a little bar has mm -hmm. great it has good chicken fried steak i like it Mm. so like you know they're older you know i would say probably 60s bunch of bunch of white dudes probably work construction or you know at least in manual labor and they get on the subject of you know all of this shit and, and they get one of them asked well did you vote for trump and he goes i've been a republican voter my entire life and i couldn't vote for trump in the last election didn't vote for biden either it's like I've actually I've, I've moved kind of towards the center, maybe you know, or maybe it's what the Republican Party used to be. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm, and that's what I'm voting for. Yeah, like it's like I'll never be a Democrat. Don't get me wrong; I think they're socialists, but I can't vote for Trump. You know, exactly. and I think you, I think you see a lot of Republicans like that. You know, yeah, they're you know hardworking, but they have they're just tired of the bullshit. They're tired mm -hmm. of the crazy bullshit. The same and, one that could support AOC and Liz Cheney, you know, and so well, maybe like, not AOC. Katie would, Porter. Katie mm, Porter's my my favorite. Katie they Porter would, I, or they Liz Cheney. They wouldn't support Katie Porter. Wow. Maybe a, a Tammy shame. Duckworth. Okay. Okay. You know, somebody who's at least been there, done that. Yeah. You know, war veteran, lost her legs. Mm -hmm. You like, know, like a, a rational, technocratic sort of Democrat right. or a, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, I just want my tr my country to be safe, and I don't care who's doing that. I need to know it's safe, and I don't feel like it's safe right in now. certain hands, in like Jim Jordan's hands. You know oh, what Jesus I mean? Christ, no, 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 no. And that's the thing is, is like you know, I don't feel like it's safe in McCarthy's hands either, because the dude, oh, gross. Like no. you look at you look at what he was saying on his this text messages, problem. and what he's saying publicly. Like the dude is fucking spineless he he has more fucking waffle than um you know fucking a waffle did. house oh yeah. god yeah chicken and waffles and this dude literally is just that he's a chicken and he waffles yeah i he represents the california's 25th district and every once in a while i know that because every once in a while i i just have to tweet how is he not an embarrassment? How is Jim Jordan not an embarrassment? God, Matt Gates is my fucking representative, and I am embarrassed. Like, how are these? At some point, you have to get something done, and just yelling, Willie Gomert? Like, what? <laughs> I don't know what you guys are talking about. Like, how do you support Rand Paul when there's alternatives there? Like, Mitch McConnell, there was a flood in Kentucky, killed people. Rand Paul, Mitch McConnell never showed up. Joe Biden did. Like this that is what's tell you weird is, is like this this area is like I'm looking at it. This area is fucking north of LA, just north of LA. Right. Bakers Bakersfield? No, that's no uh, Bakersfield South. Okay. No, you know, you're looking at just, you know, to the west of Thousand Oaks. Okay. It's far, uh, it's more farm country in that area, right? Yeah, he has it is. mostly ag agriculture and they lean Republican. They're, that's the part of California that wants to split off, right? 
one of the parts. Like right, right, one of the parts. Jesus, yeah. You know, I like the, I remember when they tried to do the whole six Californias thing, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> right. I uh, just don't. The, the problem is, is that there's more and more people leaving Democratic Party and Republican Party for being independent, and they have no representation. Like mm -hmm. so, forty-five to forty-seven percent of the population has no representation at all. Well, it's because right now it's like the vocal part of these parties is far left and far right. Uh huh. And so it's like that's what you're hearing, and if that's what you hear, and you can't get on board with that message, well, you don't think the Democrat Party is for you, or the Republican right. Party is for you, right? And so I'm saying that you know if if you know, somebody could figure it out and it turns out they don't think it's Andrew Yang either, no, but a, having God. a, having a central, like a centrist party is probably what is going to be, you know, if there's ever mm -hmm. a party that gets established, that's going to be the one that will take a foothold. Can you imagine if Liz Cheney is the founder of the independent party? Like what that does to the Cheney name suddenly? Um, well, and, and I, you know, think about like classical Republican and classical democratic values weren't really mm -hmm. all that far off from each other they, right like you know when you look at you know what some of them were like at the turn of the century they really weren't that far off from each other but and that's why they could work together yeah but now it's like it feels like you're literally like you know if if the earth was flat you know this the the left is on the far left of the map and the right is on the far right of the map and there's this giant fucking ocean in between and then there's, yeah. there's like this island that may or may not be there this atlantis where you know the far you know people who are on the left and on the right meet and they go huh it's not so huh. crazy here and that's that's you know where that place is that's public access america yeah Honest to God, because <laughs> that's what I love is that we're both on those ends of the spectrum, like in our own, if you have two parties, if I, I would be shoved into the democratic side, I think you'd be shoved more into the conservative side, you know, Somewhat and that's right. okay, but we can still talk and we ask people to meet us here in the middle. And I, I love that. I'll never be so far, but all right, yeah, wait a minute. I'm not going to be so, I was telling somebody. I'll wrap it up. I was telling Marco from AudioPong is that we both agree. I could get you on certain beliefs that libertarians have, as you could get me on any belief that a progressive has. Like, how are you going to pay for it? What are you going to cut? We could do that, but we don't do that. Where we do is we meet in the ground where we say, what would a human want? And in the end, I think that's what's most important because neither one of us has a political side to it it's we pull these political stories down and say what would a human do with this same situation what's, what's the goal what you know can we agree on the end goal okay now yeah. you know instead of just you know your vision or my vision how do we how do we make the goal right and that's, how do we that's, think about that and that's and that's the real answers is that in order to meet you know make the goal sometimes you have to give up something you want and that's that's for everybody right but you can talk about it Exactly. Thanks for being here. Yeah. <laughs>
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 